Nicole has landed. You're listening to American Slacker Podcast with Matthew Gertz and Jesse Landers. Welcome to American Slacker Podcast. As always, I'm Matt. And I'm Jesse, and today we are joined by Ian Fidance, a comedian out of New York City. Ian, thank you for coming on. Thank you guys for having me, man. I, I know I've been a pain to lock down, but your guys' patience really means a lot, so thank you. It's persistence. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, man, we're definitely glad to have you. Uh, I've had the chance to see you live, and I immediately just fell in love with your act, and uh, I followed you from then on, you know, so we definitely we dig what you do. And uh, why don't you tell the people a little more about yourself? Just so they're in case they're not familiar. Eh, well, I'm from uh, Wilmington, Delaware. Lived there till I was 18. Moved to New York City. Uh, lived here until 2008, and then moved back to Delaware for four years and came back in 2012. I've been here ever since. When I left, I left the same. When I moved back, I moved back into the same apartment, same room from when I left in 2008. Oh shit! Familiar realm. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Um, man, that's wild. What do you prefer, Delaware over New York City, or? No, I mean I I've been in New York so long. I, I I'm almost in the city longer than I lived in Delaware. And um, I mean I I love New York. I feel like it's it's really been a part of my life. I have so many memories here. I love going back to Delaware. It's nice. The only thing that's back there for me is really my mom. So mm. it's just um, I kind of uh outgrew the area i did everything i could there and um i love it i'm always gonna love it it's great to go back home and like feel grass on my feet that's amazing you know mm, true you don't get that and in the like, gridiron fucking city you yeah. know it, it is weird though because new york's such a communal place and everybody's shoulder to shoulder and then you go to the suburbs and everyone just stays in their home and it's very like solitary in a way it's weird mm. Mm. Yeah, definitely different than yeah what you grew up in. Similar to like how we are too. I mean, we both grew up in um you know upstate New York in a very you know not town, too far from the town city, with a very yeah. small population, and yeah. uh, now we live in big cities. And I could see the change. You know, people yeah. are not friendly compared to back home. You know, like, well, like yeah. I, I was I was so scared when I moved to New York because it was maybe like a year and a half, not even two years after nine eleven, and. Uh, everyone in delaware was like terrorism terrorism you're gonna die you're gonna die <laughs> so the first time i was on the train uh this guy came on i was like attention ladies and gentlemen and i put my head down because i thought he was gonna blow us up and he's he laughed he was like what's wrong boy you ain't seen a black man before I was like, oh, God. <laughs> oh man yeah so it was really a, a new york baptism but i i didn't leave like a four block, two block radius. I, I just coming from such a small town where you drive everywhere, you know, everyone, it's such like an isolating experience. Uh, and I don't know, it took me a while to adjust and now it's like, I can't leave, you know? Mm. So the feeling definitely changed from, you know, it being intimidating to it being home. It sounds like. Yeah. Well, I went to school 
in New York and I, I hated school. So it was like, Bleh. but then when I like graduated, I like really loved it towards the end. I like really, really loved the city, but for the first like two years, I would come home at every chance, you know, like constantly going home on like, you know, any break I had instead of staying in the city, it, it was all just fear. And then once I like embraced it, I loved it. And then coming back specifically for comedy, because I started in 2011 and then coming back in 2012 was like, all right, I'm here for a purpose. I love it. I'm here. And, uh, you know, I, I feel like I've, I've seeped into the sewers of New York and it's <laughs> a part of me, you know. <laughs> it'll happen and you stay there long enough right yeah eventually yeah it either eats you alive or you make it <laughs> i mean it's eating me alive from the inside but on the outside it's like hey everything's great <laughs> <laughs> oh man well i mean in the world of comedy that's like that's what you want to put out you know keep keep them yeah. laughing but but i mean i try to be as truthful as possible and and uh you know like sometimes I'll just go on stage and I'll flat out be like, I don't want to be here. You know, <laughs> I'm fucking depressed. Everything fucking sucks. Cause I, I yeah. learn like if I'm just like, Hey, how you doing? It like eats me up inside to the point where I just want to like explode. And I just have to now I can't, I can't hold it in anymore. You know, it's nice that you mm -hmm. have a job where you can do that. See, most people yeah. do that well, in the middle of their office. They're going to HR for the day. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's, <laughs> It's nice I had a job where I could do that, you know? <laughs> yeah. Mm. Well, you were teaching for for a bit, right, as well? I was, yeah. Yeah, I, I went to school for um, English education, and then uh, I taught for a bit. I taught for a while. I was teaching at... I was teaching test prep at, like, multiple schools during the day and then going and doing comedy at night, and it just got to be a lot. So I just backed out of that and found another gig to make it work during the day so I could do comedy at night, you know? Damn. Mm. That's, I mean, that's devotion to wanting to doing something that you're passionate about. Cause I mean, that's something Matt and I have always like, we, we're big fans of comedy and like, we like to write stuff, you know, we do the podcast, we do little skits and, and shit like that. But uh, stand up is something that we've always adored, but I, I, something I've never take taken the bitch this seat. Yeah, we've never. I've never <laughs> taken that step to be like, all yeah. right, fuck it. I'm getting yeah. rid of my nine to five. I'm gonna like yeah. head down, do this a hundred percent, and that's like probably Let's a big, see. a scary step. For me, I've I've done one real stand up thing. I've done a comedy storytelling event, and it went okay. really well compared to what I was expecting. Nice. So I feel like I got lucky, and I like rode off into the sunset without wanting to. Like I'm just like so afraid because I know the next one's gonna be like somebody's gonna be like eat shit. <laughs> yeah, but why? <laughs> I mean, people now rarely ever do that unless yeah. you, like it's a late night show. Someone's super fucking drunk, you know, but mm. what, what is that fear of not doing it again? Like you did it once and it went great. So why not jump back in and, and try it again? I know, dude. Yeah. Yeah. Fear is a weird fucking thing, isn't it? You probably <laughs> would, though, if the opportunity. Yeah, I probably would. Back. It's just I'm not, you know, take, I'm taking the bitch seat again and I haven't really provoked the thought of like searching for the next one you know yeah but also you know I, I gotta give you credit for wanting to do it doing it and going okay cool i did it you know because some people want to try it and they can't even get up muster the courage to do it mm. and um i think uh <laughs> you know i'm just gonna slink out of my <laughs> frame here no but, but really man that that's great you tried it A anyone you know i know comics that when people are like I want to try comedy. They're like, eh, get out. Don't yeah. do it. But 
I just say do it. Why why not? Because mm. a lot of people have always wanted to, they try it and then realize, all right, it's not for me. And it's like, Hey, all right, cool. But if you like it and you keep going, like, wow, you have something else in your life to look forward to. True. Yeah. And I mean, I could see how it could get addicting to doing very well. Cause I mean, I got a couple of laps and it was like enough to be like, Oh shit, this is cool. And that's like, yeah. where I sat back and relaxed. Yeah. You know, but well, like, it's, it, it's, it's a thing like, you know, I was talking to my mom last night and I'm like getting really ramped up at nights because I'm used to running around the city, you know, doing multiple spots, you know, uh, being in the village and, and like going from one place to another, you know, seeing all my friends, you know, getting that reaction of those laps, you know, and, and tinkering with something, you know, you start out on the first set with, uh, you know, this like premise. And then by the end of the night, you're like, this is fucking great, you know, or you get stubborn and you keep bombing with it and you're like, they're wrong. It'll work. <laughs> oh man. Yeah, but, uh, that's brutal. yeah. It's, um, it's, it's some, it's, it's a really hard adjustment, you know, Yeah. right now. Cause I mean that that's people, people are not working. God, I, I feel so bad for people that aren't working and have like families and everything, you know, and, um, or like even working for home from home, that's like an adjustment, but like around six o'clock at night, I start to get like really kind of anxious because that's when I go out for my job. You know, that's when I go out to, to work and yeah. to not have that, I feel kind of lost. And so I'm trying to, like during the day, I you know, aside from like going and like, you know, acting or doing radio or podcasts or working on projects, it's pretty kind of much the same of like getting up, working on my projects, you know, writing, getting things done. It's it, sometimes I'll go to a shop. Sometimes I'll stay here. Other times, you know, I I'm really busy during the days with like going and doing podcasts and stuff. Which I, I that change has been all right, but the thing at night is just like really fucking tough right now. So I'm trying to get in like a groove of like making dinner because I I never eat. You know, I'll, yeah. I'll eat a pastry or something in the morning, and I just eat for free at night at comedy <laughs> clubs. So I'm like, all yeah. right. So now like make and and before my girlfriend left she made a ton of food for me. So all I'm doing is like reheating food and, uh, you know, so I'm trying to ride my bike at night and just get into some sort of something to make it work. But I, yeah. I have been calling friends and like talking on the phone a lot, which really helps, but you know, what can you do but adjust? Oh yeah, man. Yeah. It's going to be crazy to think about how much this is going to affect the comedy world. I mean, you're going to see a doll in specials probably. I mean, nobody can work on their art for how long, you know? However long this shit lasts. Yeah. Can you hear my roommate right now? No, but tell yeah. him to shut up. No, I don't know. I'm just kidding. I don't hear him. I'm gonna I'm gonna shut my door. I, I should have I didn't oh, you're fine. Realize. You're good. You come good. on the show too. Oh, what? Right. Tell him to say hi. Yeah, invite him in. <laughs> yeah. We're just hanging. No, it's uh it's a crazy scenario, man. I you know, this just goes to show everything's gonna be affected. Yeah. yeah. Um it's uh you know, well that thing about the specials is I was going to have a film crew come to my apartment and film like a Netflix special quality in my living room to no one. Uh, and I wasn't even going to dress that no awesome one was idea. here. I was just balls to the wall, going to do my act, you know, like control chaos, whatever. And then uh, they just put an ordinance that all 
uh, all non-essential workers have to stay home. So it's a thing of like, have you tried telling them it's very essential? I tell, you know, I think I'm tell them it's essential to my entertainment because I need to see it. Yeah, I think I'm going to write a letter, you know, but I don't want to do it on like my iPhone, you know. Yeah. I had those two GoPros and maybe I could, you know, I I don't know. I don't know. It's definitely presenting more challenges. And uh, I mean, like, not to like draw comparisons, comparisons between YouTube videos and like the Renaissance, but I think we're going to see some interesting, uh, like, problem solving come out of this because people still are trying to create, like, you want to do this and you're thinking about different ways to approach it now. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's... So many people are going on Instagram Live, and uh, I was gonna say Garth you know, Brooks even did a concert. Oh my god! <laughs> Fuck him. Who wants that? That's hilarious. What was his like, alter ego's name? Oh God! Oh God! What was it? Uh, Darth Brooks, I believe. No, yeah, no. <laughs> god, I forget what the fuck his name was. I really despise I'll, that. I'll, I'll get on him. the research on that one. Darth That's Brooks. Fine. No, it was. It wasn't like Guy Cunningham. It was like. It was such a like, guy name, though. Like it was so. Dude, yeah, dude. it was like it was it was like Chet Styley or dude. something like that. Like <laughs> it might be some Chet. weird name. It Chris like Gaines. Chris Gaines. Chris, Chris Gaines. Gaines. Oh my god, that sounds like a wrestler for AEW. It does. I was, I was gonna say that or like a really shitty like uh, alternative rock band lead singer. Definitely yeah, a yeah, heel. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, we got Chris Gaines on 104.5 The Rock. Chris, what do you say about your new album? Uh, it's the best we've put out. Uh, <laughs> really proud of our stuff. It's been compared to Creed. Yeah, I'm yeah, really proud yeah. of that. <laughs> yeah. It's like Creed meets Skrillex meets uh, Yola Tango. Um, like, what? Kill yourself. <laughs> I was going to say half his audience just did. <laughs> oh, man. So, I mean, it sucks. Fucking comedy's closed down. People are and people are going stir crazy. That's another thing I'm noticing. Mm. Yeah, well, it's going to last a lot longer. And, uh, you know, I I don't know. I have no answers, you know. Yeah. And it's just well, I get off the show. Why do we keep bring you on here then? I thought you were gonna solve this shit. Yeah, right. <laughs> let me put it. Let me put on my governor hat. Hold on. Um, I isn't it so funny that Trump is such a fucking shithead that it no one's listening to him. It's all coming from governors and state. And uh, I, I don't know. I, I, I. The only thing I can do is try my hardest to stay positive. Allow myself to have those negative, like, oh, fuck, but stay in today and, like, the week rather than, like, long-term and try to be grateful. Like, I'm so grateful I have my fucking cat. If I didn't have him to, like, love on and, you know, with my Mm. girlfriend gone, like, I don't know what i do, you know? And and I, I called my mom and was like, you know, mom... I don't want you to be alone in Delaware. I'm going to come down. I'm going to bring the cat. We'll take care of each other. And she was like, no. (laughs) Oh, shit. No. We kill each other. You and me and four pets in this house. And I'm like, yeah, I'll film it. We'll make a show. And she was like, Ian, you are not doing this. (laughs) Mama said no. Mm -mm. Yeah, yeah. I was like, your only son, you don't want to you know, possibly die together. She was like, no, I don't. We have a phone. It'll be fine. We'll FaceTime. 
Yeah. <laughs> Respect your mother's boundaries, man. That's yeah. Crazy. I got to hear a bit from your mom on your podcast, uh, In Finance's Wild World, right? Yeah. I listened to a couple of the earlier episodes and then some of the uh, mo- more recent ones. And some, some of the earlier ones that were really funny when you were like, yeah, I'm, I, I'm doing a podcast. Let me call my mom. <laughs> yeah, by the way, you're being recorded. Yeah. Yeah, that was pretty funny and also illegal, I think. Um, but, you know, it was great. And I was no suing anyone. I mean, no, no, I I think uh, I don't know if I'm going to bring it back because I've talked to a couple of people that are like, I'm going to record phone calls to my friends to check in on them. And I'm like, OK, check that off the list of things people are already doing, um, <laughs> you know. Yeah. yeah. And it, it's the thing of like, you know, parallel thinking is like a very real thing like whenever an event happens thousands upon thousands of people tweet the same fucking joke and it's not all stealing it's just like oh what pops into your head so we we're we're dealing with like a time where you can be more creative than ever with everyone thinking kind of the same thoughts and it's just a matter of what your slant and take on it is you know like how do you do it that's unique to you so I, I don't know. I, I, I don't know if I, I don't think I could bring the podcast back because the whole dynamic of it was me calling people on the phone, you know? So, right. but mm. it is funny uh, how, how many people really gravitated towards and like Doug, the rapport I had with my mom, you know? And uh, it, it's, it's like, I, I love her so much and I would love to, and, and so much of who I am is, is who she is. And, you know, if you love me and you appreciate me, she is a big part of it. And I want to show that to people so they can appreciate where I came from, if that makes sense. Oh, totally. And I think that's important as the consumer of your product as well. You know, they want to see, like, they want to understand how you formed, you know, like, because you have such a, especially you, you have a very unique, you know, personality on stage. Yeah. You're so friendly in person. I mean, that's, that's, you know people want to know about that as well and i see probably your mom is probably identical right your mom's probably like the loveliest lady i mean dude everyone loves gail there is not a soul that doesn't love gail and like dude she's the belle of the ball in delaware i mean neighbors take care of her down the street across the street (laughs) next door friends are stopping by she goes to you know her friend's house for dinner on friday nights Uh, camille comes over eileen hangs out you know it's just like every everybody loves her because she's incredibly loving and kind and that radiates from her and Mm. she's such an understanding person that I admire that so much and I need more of that, you know, mm. to, to understand rather than desire to be understood. And, um, she radiates that. And I think that's what draws people to her. Mm. Now, do you feel like that's something that like came from like living in a city where you do feel like that attachment from person to person at all? Like did that grow as you moved to the city what do you or mean? like, were you like your attachment, like with that, with your mom, like the beauty of like <clears throat> being just so nice, I feel like. Do you feel like you uh, you grew more of her traits as you moved to the city, like in retrospect, like to appreciate them? Well, I I was always like a really polite, like friendly, nice kid, and um, my my grandfather, (laughs) for better or worse, uh, before he died, he specifically told me his like his words of wisdom were like, "Be nice, be well liked, and always be nice to people." 
and everything will be fine. And I was like, okay. So it turned me into like a massive people pleaser, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, when I was drinking, I, I was kind of like a real asshole. And I feel like making an amend to that is is just being – I mean, I want people to be kind to me. And, and I want mm-hmm. to be genuinely kind to others without wanting something from them. And I think um, – it, it makes me feel good to make other people feel happy and be like, oh, that was a nice experience because I know people don't have that a lot. And I know just from my experience of being like, you know, like suffering and going through things like everyone has that. And if you can enact some form of exchange that makes someone else feel good, then why would you not do that to make life a better experience? Mm, truth. Truth, man. I'm, I'm the same way. I'm a people pleaser, I feel like. And uh, I was always like a nice kid, but I went through a rebellious stage. But then as I yeah. moved away, I grew to appreciate, you know, you know, all the ethics that mom and pop installed in me, you know? Yeah. 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 And, and also, you know, I, I, I do have a, a, a past um, with, you know, substance and alcohol abuse and everything. And a big tenant of getting over that is, you know, um, constant self analyzation and like reaching your hand out and helping others and like being kind to, you know, someone who no one's kind to. And that, that was something my dad really instilled in me too, of like, uh, always kind of like picking up the, the one that's like down, you know? And, um, I try to do that. I fall short definitely a lot, but you know, I, I don't know. I, I just, uh, I like, it feels good to, to feel good. And what makes me feel good is, is uh, making other people feel good. So I just try to do that, you know? Yeah. Now uh, I want to change it a little on its head here. How do you deal with a heckler then? If, if they're, so if you're going to even, if you're going to try and be nice to everyone, you know, oh, as much I'm, as I mean, you can. That, well, I, I have, I have intense anger issues. Like I'm not fucking perfect. <laughs> like I no. have massive resentments. I have massive anger and it takes so much to have that flood out of me daily like i wake up with just like oh god i fucking hate it you know and then i gotta work hard at making that go away and bottling that up is not good that's why i love riding my bike because i get that out you know and um i think like dealing with that like that's the thing when someone wrongs me that infuriates me because i feel like i go out of my way every day to be you know like kind to someone and if you don't recognize that and you treat me like shit it makes me want to fucking rip your head off you know oh, yeah. and so like a heckler or someone like that uh you know obviously i'll have like a put down or you know i'll i'll deal with it but i've learned i actually learned because you know i used to have a lot of anger in me and i think that fueled my drive to like be kinder because for a long period of time, I, I I was not nice to others. I was not nice to myself. I would get in fights. I would destroy property. I'd punch holes in walls. I was very destructive. And uh, that anger bottled up inside me and would sometimes come out on stage, especially when I was teaching. Because you can't yell at kids. You can't, you know, be like, shut the fuck up. You know, <laughs> you have to like, deal with them and it was very hard so it and then i'm going out at night so the second somebody would pop off to one time his kid in the front row he had kind of like messed up teeth and he kept heckling everyone and then he like heckled me and i was like hey man just to let you know 
I'm going to take this mic stand and fuck your teeth up even more. And I got a whole room of comics that have my back. So fuck with me again and see what happens. And it ruined the room. It ruined the show. Everyone felt weird. And I went, I got off stage and I was like, yeah, I took care of it. And they're like, are you okay? What's (laughs) what's the matter with you? I was like, oh, I took care of it. So I had to learn dealing with hecklers. You got to be nice in a way because then if you're not you become the enemy and you're the one in control of the room you're the one conducting the symphony and if the conductor loses it the the music sucks so i i learned also when someone heckles you to repeat the heckle into the mic because not everyone in the room can hear it you know like if somebody says something repeat it so everyone can hear it psychologically they'll realize they're wrong you're right they're ruining the show they paid money for the show. They don't want their show ruined, so take care of it. Damn. Mm, That's a good damn. way to put it down. You amplify their own dumb words back through them, yeah. through the speakers. And, <laughs> You're and, fucking stupid you are. <laughs> and, and also, that gives you a second for your brain to go, okay, to like calculate and formulate a response instead of mm. jumping to anger, uh, mm. which I've done a lot. Mm. You know, I, I especially because I'm so intense and kind of like, manic in a way if if i don't take a breath and pause i will react in anger and that's no good for anyone that sounds like an important lesson though yeah 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 i mean everything is a lesson and for me i'm very hard-headed so i've had to have a lot of lessons you know Hi, this is Amy D. This is the Why I'm Single podcast with my friend Chuck. Hi. Hey. And we talk about every fucking thing. If you love podcasts that are about being well-scripted, well-researched, and a nice, tight report, that's not us. We're here to help you get through the dregs of everyday society, get your mind off the murder and serial killers that you listen to all week, and all that bullshit you put up with at work. So if you enjoy having a good laugh, you like to sit back and have a nice conversation, Come listen to us. We've got great guests. We uh, have a great charisma. Uh, I don't know if charisma is the right word, but fuck it. We're going to roll with it. So give us a listen. We're on Instagram. We're on Facebook. We're on Twitters. And you can find us on every major podcasting platform. So look forward to seeing you. Bye. Support for American Slacker comes from Manscaped, who's the number one in men's below-the-belt grooming. Manscaped offers precision-engineered tools for your family jewels. I don't know about you, Jesse, but I am sick and tired of being outmatched by these razors and traditional trimmers that you get in the store, and no matter what, they, they fucking snag your nuts. That's why Manscaped has redesigned the electric trimmer. They have a lawnmower 2.0 razor, which they have sent our way, has a proprietary skin-safe technology, so you won't get those nicks or snags on your nuts. Nice! Manscaping accidents are finally a thing of the past. Yeah, and with our 20% off code plus free shipping, you're going to be saving a bunch of money and getting some great products that won't end up uh, making it look like a war zone down there. All you got to do is enter Slackers at checkout manscaped.com 20% off get your anti-chafing ball deodorant your sweet lawnmower 2.0 your nuts will thank you later you can even rep them by getting yourself a manscaped.com t-shirt so head on over manscaped.com 20% off at checkout enter code slackers 
Get your ball swag here. You're almost a decade in, right? You said 2011 you got in? Yeah, I just celebrated nine years in February. Nice. Yeah, Congrats, man. man. Yeah, yeah, thanks. That's a journey, man. But, I mean, you're going to be learning till the day you die. You know, it's an art form that's, like, it's never ending. I mean, it's gonna you got to adapt oh, yeah. with the times, like, which are ever-changing with comedy. Faster in comedy than anywhere else in the world, you know? You know, oh, yeah. it's, it's insane how quick the tides change. I mean, I feel like we're finally over the cancel-everything culture times and oh it'll be back don't worry it'll be back but like we're in a stage where everything's blooming again for wild comedy you know i'm a fan of real ass podcast you're always on there wild comedy and lewis in the dick give him another one yeah well i'll tell you i think you know if we can find a silver lining out of all this it's the um the woke culture of uh policing everything i think will go away because how the fuck can you in the right mind police someone's joke or language when we are all quarantined from a global pandemic? Like you're really going to worry about a a little, like I saw, I saw an article from vice. It was like COVID-19 is getting in the way of life-saving trans surgeries. And like there were trans people that were like, I'm not getting my breast augmentation and it's making my dysphoria flare up because of COVID-19. It's like, okay, have that'll be a fun conversation. Like, hey, mom, uh, I know you are uh, immunodeficient and uh, you're exhibiting problems from a uh, disease, uh, from a virus that's killing thousands. But this brave little boy girl needs their dick chopped off. So <laughs> I hope you can understand. Priorities, right? You know? But I, th- I think that's going to go out the window because this is going to give people massive perspective. And I think when you are constantly looking for something that's wrong, you don't have perspective on how truly unjust other parts of the world are. You know, I, mm. I think a lot of cancel culture comes from privilege. Like how privileged do you mm. have to be to spend the time obsessing over a joke, uh, an Oscar choice, a song, a the an outfit or someone's hairstyle that they wore. When I, uh, you know, all of us are are fucking grinding and working to make a living. You know, like how fucking mm. privileged are you to have the time and think the that even matters in the scope of of things that are are going wrong. And that's not to deny systemic racism homophobia, transphobia, uh, a, a class system that has convinced the middle and lower class that one day will be upper class if you just work hard enough. You it's know, like yeah. the lottery, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, Chances, man. and in a way, that's a way of distracting from the fact that we are being fucked. Mm-hmm. And to get caught up on that and to not have any nuance with it, I I don't know. I I hope it dies out like the fucking virus, you know, because that shit is a virus and it infects a lot of fucking people. Mm. Yeah. I'm I'm thinking you're right in that theory that, you know, when everyone's kind of cooped up, worried about, you know, grandma, (laughs) there's bigger things on everyone's plate at this point. And also, what are they going to cancel? I got nothing. (laughs) There's nothing going on. (laughs) Yes. Virus did more for woke culture than fucking any tweet. I mean, truly, truly. What can you take away from me that already hasn't been taken away? 
What what mm. can you take? What are you gonna cancel my stand-up gigs? They're already canceled, bitch. <laughs> Watch yeah, out. Right? He, he's a madman. He's got he's got nothing holding dude. him back. Dude. Oh, dude. It's just fun. I'm gonna let the ends fly, man. Let me tell you. <laughs> Do it, baby. Do it. <laughs> Hard R. Hard R. Um, I know we mentioned um uh your the one podcast, but you're often on uh Nikki Glazer's uh podcast yeah. as well. Uh mm. you up. Yeah. And now that one explores more, it kind of touches on like a lot of different topics, it seems like, but it's more, would you say relationship? It seems like it talks about relationship stuff a lot. Yeah, I think the conversation gravitates gravitates towards that, but I I, I love being on there because of the the deeper conversations that are had, Mm. because Nikki's fearless in going into those deep recesses of the brain that a lot of people shy away from, and she's Mm. so honest and open and completely um, transparent in her feelings in a good way of uh, saying, I, I feel this way and I'm not the only one and people truly relate and feel like they live a life where they can't say that, you know? So her show is beautiful because it opens up a dialogue, a conversation where you're not fearful of, of being too vulnerable, you know, and, and it allows a conversation to evolve. And I think a lot of things stem from relationships, whether it's a love relationship, a sexual relationship, a familial relationship, a relationship to work, to creativity, we're all involved in these micro relationships. And I think she's so great at tapping into that and not only having that conversation, but allowing other people to, to be members of that conversation, which I think is uh, really important. And I love, that's why it's, it's my favorite, my favorite one. And uh, I'm so grateful that I get part of it, you know? Yeah. I, I think you fit right in, man. Cause you're pretty open yourself about like yeah. relationships in general. I mean, you have so many great stories out there online. Thanks. I mean, your, your life is an open fucking book, dude. Is it, it is. Yeah. That doesn't I mean, bother I, you at all. What's that? That doesn't bother you in any aspect. You like to just like, you'll tell everything. Well, we're only as sick as our secrets. True. uh, I mean, yeah. If, if I hold things back, I feel like I'm not being truly authentic, but then you get to this line of like, what's authentic? What's for you? What's for public consumption? Uh, If you feel resentful, do you make that public? Do you feel, if you feel resentful, do you tell that person? What is, you know, like I I do keep things private. I I very much things I keep close to the chest, Mm. you know, and uh, I, I hold a lot of things sacred that I don't put out there, you know, and I feel like that's important too. But I, you know, the past I've had in the life I live, I mean, it's, uh, it's completely ridiculous. And I'd be lying if I said it wasn't. And, you know, I think, um, you know, also too, in, in being open, that's, you know, helped other people, which is good. But at, at the same time, you know, I think, um, being an open book is, you know, just flip the page and read me, baby. <laughs> nice. I like it, man. Yeah. Definitely. Uh, yeah. So like Matt had mentioned, some of your stories, so ridiculous. Um, the one that I had heard uh, you tell about being arrested after jumping a turnstile. Oh, yeah. Where'd you hear that? Um, I've, I don't know. It's been a flood of Ian Finance the uh, past week. I'm trying oh, to remember yeah. exactly where. Oh, I'm, I'm so sorry. Um, I actually <laughs> no, I loved it. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I, I've I've gotten myself into massively ridiculous situations. Like, I, I, I just 
I mean, in, in high school and college, if like a friend of a friend met me, like somebody was like, Oh, that's Tom's ridiculous friend, Ian, you know, like <laughs> I've, I've always been like a wild child and a fucking lunatic. And I'm fortunate. I built up a life for myself that allows me to live that way and have these things in a way like profit from it. But at the same time, I back myself into a corner where comedy is my life. Comedy is my job. I cannot get a regular job. I, I don't even know if I could marry a regular person with what is available for their consumption, you know. But also, I, I got to say, that that is an outsized character of me. I, I'm very different on like an interpersonal relationship level and in private, you know, I'm, I'm mm. not always this like you know screaming eating. stolen valor at people <laughs> yeah. oh, my favorite family reunions and shit, like, oh. yeah. dude where did that start when did you come up with that I, i've never heard of the origin of the stolen uh, valor i don't know if i've even talked about the origin of that i i just i really get a kick out of those stolen valor videos on the internet and uh a while back i saw someone wearing a um uh, referee jersey and they were like on a payphone so obviously they were homeless and i just made a video that was like they're they're not a referee they don't work at Foot Locker. stolen valor but i didn't confront them right and then one day i was like well just like confront them and yell <laughs> and get people's reactions and i did it to someone on the train because it pit some stuff pisses me off where like when when a new fashion trend hits, it makes me angry when I see people wearing it because it's like, you didn't always dress like that. That's not <laughs> authentic to who it's you not are. your style. You're being, yeah. You're being a faker. We know why you're doing it. To fit in, and you didn't always dress like Lydia from Beetlejuice. <laughs> <laughs> and, and it's like, fuck you, you know? <laughs> but also, it comes from an insecurity and a self-hatred in me that I am nervous to try different styles because I feel like a faker, you know? You can dress like Lydia. We won't make fun of you, man. Yeah, 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 yeah right? That's, yeah. that's my go-to outfit. But, uh, yeah, like, like checkerboard slip-ons are, like, way popular. And I used to get made fun of for wearing them in, like, high school and everything because I was in a ska band, you know? And so when I see everyone wearing it, and, like, I wore a fanny pack for years, and I got so much shit. But it's, like, the most convenient article of clothing. And now fanny packs are in. And when a comic wears one on stage, I want to wring their neck. That's a, that's and, a Joe uh, fact. Uh-oh, uh-oh Rogan. <laughs> Rogan, he's coming for you. Does he? You could, you could yeah, claim he that, he, that you inspired facts. his if you were doing it before. I'm, almost, <laughs> I'm almost positive I've seen him perform live with a fucking pack on. Uh, he tries to give one to every guest almost. Well, he gives him a fanny pack full of elk meat. I would oh. take it and throw it out and say, I have one of my own, buddy. <laughs> Dude, I have seen you rocking one for a long time on social media. That's yeah. One of my favorite posts ever was, uh, um, what was it? Uh, end of um, Hot Girl Summer, get ready for a fat, uh, fat bitch fall or something. Oh, my God. Dude, I fucking saw that scrolling one day, and I laughed so hard out loud. I don't like, even remember what picture that was. That's Dude. You were Very rocking funny. it, baby. Rocking that fanny pack with short shorts in oh, front of yeah. like a cab or something. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah, dude. Yeah, I, I, well, that's why I love the city. I feel like in a way it's like my playground, you know? It is. I, I'm so fortunate. I get to ride my little bike, go around town, see my friends, go to work, live my life. And uh, I try to document it because 
it's really fun. And uh, I like to inject some fun and positivity in people's lives because I feel like I grew up and, and at a certain point I, I didn't have that. And, uh, you know, it's nice to be able to put that in other people's lives if they're missing it, you know? That's mm-hmm. awesome. That's fantastic. Plus, oh, yeah. it's fun. I, yeah. I, I truly have the most fun ever, you know, like, because I, I lived for a very long time completely like sad and depressed with a lot of pain and so the more fun i have the more that makes that further in the distance you know yeah so i've i've cried all my tears i've i've felt all my bruises and cuts i might as well go out and smile a bit and have some fun while i'm doing it you know and yeah another contagious thing like if you're enjoying the moment if you're enjoying life you know around people they're gonna enjoy your company like whereas yeah. like if you're like being fake as fuck and fake smiling and stuff people like notice that and they're like oh it's well, that or even a bad gross. attitude is really infectious dude. I've, I've worked oh, at some jobs where like one pissed oh, off fucking dude just spreads. like thinks bullshit dude, i i cannot hang around people that are negative when, mm-hmm. when that energy is around I just drop off and like, I, I can't, and maybe I got to work on like saying like, Hey, I can't be around you because you're negative and then leaving. But I just kind of like ghost the person, which I, I need to work on, but well, I can't at the same time. It's yeah. fair, fair to yourself. You know I True. mean? Like you can't really, you can't really control anyone else. I mean, maybe if it's worth it, depending on the relationship. Yeah. 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 I, uh, I, man, I just had something to say when you were, uh, talking um about uh oh it being contagious okay have you ever seen heavyweights oh yeah 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 do you remember (laughs) when uh uh tony perkis had the school had the dance to embarrass the fat kids Uh and the fat boys were on one side and the little grade school girls were on the other and then paul feig comes out and just starts flipping out dancing yep to be like if we have fun, everyone else will join in and have fun too. It's a good and fucking that's point. That's what I want to fucking do with my goddamn life. <laughs> nice, dude. Yeah, heavyweights dance his way through this life. Yes. Yeah, dude. I I want to fucking punch you in the fucking face with positivity and fun, motherfucker. Fucking <laughs> have some gratitude, you stupid bitch. There you go. Yes. Don't be afraid, kids. He's he's happy. All right. Yeah. Dude, put it on hot, man. I love it, dude. That energy this is fuck. I mean, you'll probably you'll probably get this same thing. I've I've the chicken wing theory for life where uh you've seen I believe it's Tommy Boy, David Spade and Chris Farley, where they're sitting in the um the diner after they just got in the fight and he's asking for the chicken wings and they say, you know, uh sorry, the fryers are off, and then he kind of schmoozes the waitress a little bit. David Spade goes, you got to do that. You got to do the chicken wings every time. I've yeah. tried to use that same theory to get through different parts of life and dealing with people. It's yet, like, yeah. you know, you could fight people a lot of the times or you can use the chicken wings. Yeah. You know, yes. Try meet them on that level. I love that. And also, too, I've noticed with, like, internet trolls, because I, I do hold some things incredibly sacred to me, and I'll joke about anything i mean i love i can take a hit i can give it out it's totally fine and i get people like trying to make jokes and missing or whatever but some people have said like some flagrant shit and i will message them personally and go hey look i am a human and i have feelings and i will literally take a joke about anything but this is one thing 
I don't appreciate being talked about, being joked about. And I hope you can respect and appreciate that. And dude, nine times out of 10, boom, done. They delete. Hey, I'm a fan. <laughs> I like you. I didn't know. I was trying to be funny. I went through this thing too. Oh, la, wow. la, la. And it's like, wow. You know, if, if you try to make a genuine connection, I think that's what we're all seeking. We're all seeking some form of connection, some form of community. And uh, I, I think a lot of people are missing that in their life. And I think it starts from one-on-one and can branch out. But I also think the internet has divided us from that to where, you know, it's easier to be a troll. It's easier to be involved in a negative community to have community, if that makes sense. Yeah. Mm-hmm. A lot of, I mean, I fully agree. A lot of the Facebook groups I, I have joined in the past have turned into be fucking Viper pits or, <laughs> and then you're like, oh, I'm out of here. Fuck this yeah, shit. dude. I can't even count the amount of fucking groups I've left. Like whether it's like, you know, like a video game or like fucking this kind of community, a show community, mm-hmm. comedy, you know, comedy could be the worst, man. You guys deal with some crazy ass fans. So I don't even know, man. I wouldn't even read a shit if I was you, but that's probably hard. I am not on Facebook. I mean, I'm on Facebook to be like, here's some information about a show. Here's the thing I did, blah, blah, blah. I'm on Twitter to fuck with my page only. I never go uh, interact with someone else or like quote, like tweet or reply to Sarah. Let's have a real dialogue. If someone starts out with me, I'll try to, but then I'll be like, Hey, I'm just whatever, whatever on Instagram. Same thing. I'm like very selfish with my social media in terms of like only sticking to my pages because if I join a group or like a whatever, I, I put my own bias on what people say. So Mm. I'm like, Oh, I bet they think fucking this, you know, and that's (laughs) not healthy for me. And then I have a hard enough time talking with someone and not being like, are you mad at me without like having to deal with that with a hundred strangers in a group. So I stay out of it. I don't deal with that shit. And it's so much better for my mental health. Yep. Yeah. The distance is, is definitely safer, you know, I'm persona wise. Cause yeah, I I would be the same way, man, especially when you're in spotlight. It's like, fuck, I don't want to, I don't want to know. I don't want to know. That's even worse because then you'll get some troll who's like following you around trying to, you know, personally like piss you off. Well, dude, that I, that's one of the things about stolen valor is a lot of people like it and dig it, but people started to stolen valor me in real life. And that got very strange. And so I was doing a stolen valor video. Yeah. Huh? Real fucking original. Whoever's out there doing that. I, it, it was very strange. So it's like, I don't, and also the, uh, some guy followed me out and like threatened to kick my ass. And as a response, I was like, oh, I'm sick. I didn't take my medicine. <laughs> and he left me alone. <laughs> oh so, man. Like that is a risk. And maybe I just got to get bigger balls and go fuck it, you know? Mm-hmm. But right now I don't think it's a time to be doing that. Um, mm-hmm. you know, and if I get beat up, I don't want to be in the hospital for like anything to put me at risk. So yeah, you, you never know. know when someone's walking up to you, like, all right, is this person in the right mind? Or are they just oh, excited? Yeah. Like what's, what's going on? Yeah. Yeah. Why well, I, I stolen Bauer a guy playing the flute on the street and a bunch of people crowded around him. And it turned out 
he assaulted someone with that flute and was waiting for the police to arrive. <laughs> and I was like, hey, maybe it's time to stop yelling at strangers on the street. <laughs> oh, dude, one of them's going to have a gun eventually, right? Oh, oh yeah, totally. See, oh. now what would be good, though, as like a tribute to the Stolen Valor videos is if your fans found people who look like you and did a Stolen Valor on them. Saying you're yes. not even finding it. it's stolen valor. Yes. Stolen valor. Yes. Oh my God, dude. I, Put it out there. I would love the stolen valor challenge. Now, that'll be something to look forward to when we're allowed to have human contact again. <laughs> yeah. Who knows when that's uh, going to be? Yeah. yeah. Oh, man. It's like everything's caveated right now with a little uh, mm. green spiky ball. Mm. Post no, Not green, bitch. red or red or gray. I don't know what color they're showing for the infographics these days. I don't know, man. All we can do is take care of ourselves, be safe, really love on people that are around us from a safe distance, and uh, you know, stay positive for the days when this will kind of subside, because otherwise we're going to implode. The Podworm Spacecast is a podcast hosted by seven lifelong friends who inject comedy directly into your ear canals every Tuesday. You may think seven hosts is too many for a podcast, but you may also think $5 is too cheap for a quality voiceover such as this. Yet here we are. Enjoy a clip from the critically acclaimed Podworm Spacecast. And I looked up, how do you fix squeaky shoes? And they said, you got to get some baking soda and you put it in the shoe uh-huh. and it absorbs like the moisture or whatever and it fixes the shoe. Boom. I went to the store across the street. I went to the bathroom. During lunch? <laughs> the bathroom in the store across this the street. This is an emergency. This cannot wait till tomorrow. You, yeah, you did this at work? <laughs> I told you, yeah. I couldn't get off my desk. I'm so embarrassed. So oh. Andrew walked across the street. Weaky, 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 weaky. It was more like, weaky, 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 weaky. And then the, and then he had to wait for the light. You can find the Podworm Space Cast wherever you get your podcasts. And as always, keep squirming. This episode is brought to you in part by hemp-cbd.com. Hemp-CBD was founded in Albuquerque, New Mexico, with the mission to provide the best products in the industry. Hemp-CBD has created a one-stop shop for tons of CBD products, such as tinctures, edibles, topicals, pre-rolls, vape, and pet products. The products carried by Hemp-CBD are sourced from an organic hemp that's grown in the United States, lab-tested, and consists of CBD isolate, which is the purest form of CBD. This testing ensures that their products contain CBD and no other cannabinoids like THC. Head over to hemp-cbd.com and use promo code SLACKER for a 20% discount at checkout. That's hemp-cbd.com, promo code SLACKER. Um, Now, you have a cartoon coming out soon, right? Yeah, I do. Um, Me and another comic, Gary Veter, actually, uh, I called to check in on him just, you know, because I'm... calling friends friends are calling me we're facetiming you know which is like good um but uh i called just to like talk and we were making each other laugh we're like oh dude that'd be a funny sketch we can't do that that'd be a funny cartoon we're like oh shit we should do a cartoon about this and so it's uh it's called surviving with gary and ian and it's like a old Sunday morning cartoon with panels on Instagram. So you swipe 
Nice. And uh, it's drawn by Julia Johns, who's a great animator. And uh, it's about two guys, Gary and Ian, that are roommates during a global quarantine. And we're going to find out what will kill us first, coronavirus or each other, you know? (laughs) And so uh, each little episode is just like, you know, hits on a topic that we're all going through, like social distancing, watching the news, Trump's racism, you know, washing your hands, uh, you know, um, but, or like meal prep or whatever. So it, it just kind of takes like a funny, dark look at that. I'm really excited about it. It's, it's great. Cause it's giving me something to do. It's giving me a purpose. It's fun. It's something to work on. It's something to look mm. forward to. You know, it's a nice project and, uh, it comes out tomorrow, Monday, March 23rd. We're going to have one five days a week, uh, probably around, you know, between two and or one and three p.m. each day. So nice. Able, that's gonna well, be good. What was the handle for that one on on Instagram? Surviving with Gary and Ian on nice. Instagram, and I'm gonna post it to my page. Him as him as well. You know, we'll we'll see how how it goes. Uh, either way, it's just something to work on. You know. Hell yeah, Absolutely. man! Gotta stay busy, man. Yeah, and that. I have a, I have a phone call. Uh, videos coming out with me and my mom as well. Uh, so I'm going to do the cartoon in the morning, afternoon, and then release that at night. And, uh, I'm going to put out a Patreon soon as well, just to, uh, see if I can have some, you know, it's, it's just a tough thing of like, how am I to make money when I'm taking money out of someone else's hand, you know, Mm. uh, for Patreon, you're saying, yeah, like it's a tough decision. Yeah. I would say, man, dude, your, your art is like consumable. I would yeah. gladly, you know, give to a Patreon of an artist like you, especially in this times we need to support Thanks. art like that. Otherwise, what are you guys going to do? Give up on yeah. your fucking dreams? Yeah. Thank you. The thing is, I've always looked at it as in a uh, twofold sort of, if there was money on the table um, or if, if someone wanted to give you money and uh, wasn't able to, wouldn't that suck? Um, and also, you know, never, we have a Patreon and many other podcasts do, as you know, we always encourage that if it if it's any like strain to anyone, don't contribute to us. We give yeah, our show yeah, away yeah. for free. Yeah. If you want to support our show and see, you know, what we what more we could do, and yeah. you want to financially back, please do so. But mm, that's know. that that's a good. Um, you know, addendum to the Patreon, and you know, maybe maybe you guys can plug my Patreon on the on the show as well. When does this, this, this is coming out Wednesday? So you got a couple of days. You should get one up. Get one up before an end. I mean, we'll, we'll definitely throw a link in there for you. Thank you, I yeah. appreciate that, guys. Dude, yeah, you're fucking. You should definitely have one, man. I mean, in this time right now, it's. I mean, how else are you to make any fucking money? I mean, yeah. if your fans are craving, you, and then you could put special shit, dude. That show. Do a fucking, uh, you know, like a little demo of that show, you know, that you release it early to the people who are supporting you, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Maybe that's an idea. Put, put that up and be like, here's what it would look like, but it's going to take a lot of time. You know, it is a job, whatever, whatever. So that's a good idea. Thank you, man. And that's, that's the cool thing about having that kind of connection, um, to, you know, your audience being able to maybe get that, uh, funding or resources that you otherwise, otherwise wouldn't. And then yeah. like all the things that you can do with that, it, yeah. it sort of propels it. Hopefully it feeds back and you're, you know, giving better stuff to your audience for, oh, the, for sure. what they're giving to you. For sure. That's the yeah. idea at least, yeah. even though that, that bitch in Anaheim told me otherwise, 
<laughs> and fucking podcast movement. Oh my <laughs> we, went to, we went to a podcast convention. I got into an argument over uh, the cost of a Starbucks coffee and whether or not Patreon was uh, a, a valid company. <laughs> she, I'm like, Long well, <laughs> well we, thought it, we thought it was a pretty good idea. And she's like, yeah, well, do you contribute to a Patreon? I was fucking broke. I didn't even have a job at that point in time. I go, well, no. And she's like, yeah, you buy Starbucks? Yeah. <laughs> she's like, well, then, yeah, why aren't you contributing to a Patreon? I'm like, I'll, I'll just go run into traffic over here. Wow. <laughs> That's what I get for opening my mouth to strangers pretty much every t- every single time. She does have a point. You are a piece of shit. So I'm I, I was really like uh, it only took you forty five minutes to figure that out, you know. <laughs> oh man. <laughs> Matt, save Fuck's me. Sake. Fuck's sake. I, there's no I, saving you. Are you serious, dude? You fucked yourself a long on time ago. How, I don't know Zoom. How do I block you out? I'll oh, just, dude, uh, you're stuck I'll, now. I'll hide myself here. Don't worry. It's nah, it's all good, man. <laughs> oh, God. He literally hid himself. on. Nobody can see this, but he's hidden himself on the video so they won't show up. That's great. Oh, I love it. Oh, man. But, yeah, no, I definitely think, you know, um, a lot of people, more than you're expecting, would definitely gladly give to a Patreon, you know, and it leaves a lot of opportunities for your creative, you know, ops to create something random just for the Patreon people to see you know and it yeah. doesn't take much effort you don't have to do highly produced man people want to see you they don't yeah. want to see you fucking you know yeah well thank you man i appreciate that 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 means a lot and i i'm i'm gonna do that that that's great i, I need that push thank you yeah uh, that's what we're here you for heard it here go give him fucking money right now whoever's listening <laughs> yeah. watching if you're on youtube watching this dude you, uh, what are you doing yeah you give me 10 bucks a month for exclusive bicycle videos dude, i heard right, dick go. pics come at 20 dollars a month people and that's a <laughs> yeah. bargain I'll fuck a flashlight for free, dude. Whoa, you're that's getting, a bargain you, gotta talk, you we can't gotta get anywhere else. You're giving away too much. <laughs> All right, we'll work out on. on the tears for him here. Jesus, that's at least no. like a, that's at least a fifteen dollar tier thing. But you know, one of the podcasts uh, that you do that we haven't mentioned yet is the uh, Sex in the City podcast. Sexy, yes. sex Ian, sex the Ian, the city podcast. You're right, yes. bitch. What's yeah, the story I, behind that? I. Well, my buddy Jay Miller, who's a producer for Impractical Jokers, was like, well, I was going to do a podcast where I watch Sex and the City with someone that's never seen it. It's my favorite show. La, la, la. And I was like, yeah, I'll do it. And uh, it's it's been quite the endeavor of, uh, you know, watching an episode. Because I, I, I always thought I hated the show. I was like, this show sucks. It's fucking terrible all these women get together you know (laughs) and uh i have watched it and it has helped me so much in uh understanding myself understanding a woman and uh using i'm using examples from the show to make situations in my life more uh digestible to other people like Instead of being like, well, I'm going through this and that, I'll be like, have you seen Sex and the City, like episode seven of season two, when Carrie's on the phone with Big? And they're like, yes. And I'm like, that's me right now. And they're like, oh, I understand. (laughs) Oh, God. So, all right, this leads us to the big question. What character are you? That's what I was thinking. I'm definitely a Miranda in the streets and a Samantha in the sheets. Oh, Oh, baby. All right. All right. And it's funny because I – 
you know, my ignorance, my misogyny was Miranda's a shrill bitch, this fucking <laughs> dyke looking bitch. And then I love her. I empathize with her. I want her to succeed. I hate Carrie. Uh, you know, um, Kristen Davis, whatever, Charlotte, she can fucking go fly a kite. And, uh, you know, I, it actually watching that show, really watching that show really made me yearn for friendship and connection because those women get together all the time. They love each other. They have each other's backs. It's a true example of what, you know, a loving and long lasting friendship is. And it's something I, I desire in my life. And watching that show like helped enrich me as a person. The only thing is that with my schedule and Jay's schedule, it became increasingly harder and harder to record episodes. Mm. And the studio we were using was going to shit anyway. Mm. And, you know, like we were doing Fridays and then like I would be on the road and then, you know, I had like some shoot I had to do or fucking whatever, whatever. And then Jay went to Utah for a job. And so it just became crazy, you know? Mm. So maybe we'll bring it back with zoom. Who knows? There you go. Do it. Do it. Yeah, you definitely should. Especially, I mean, what do you guys got going on now? You're stuck at home. Come on, let's stop getting. Hey, take you, it easy, pal. Come on. I'm grounding you. Well, no, yeah. I didn't ground you. The state, state did. Do you think Sex in the City set unreasonable dating standards for New York City comedians? Uh, I think it set a reasonable dating standards for people in general. <laughs> okay. I, I think, you know, I never realized the cultural impact of that show until I watched it and was like, wow, this is a reason. Like, I feel like Sex in the City impacted a generation and then the next generation was impacted by keeping up with the Kardashians. Uh, like that's everybody wanted to be a Carrie. That's everybody where the wanted split. to be a Samantha. And then and then it changed to everybody wants to be a Chloe. Everybody wants to be a Courtney or a Kim. And I feel like that's we don't know who the next generational like person the girls will want to mirror is. Mm-hmm. But I think I don't know. I, I think it's had like a weirdly negative effect on people in terms of like, well, I should be married by this age, you know? And then with Kardashians, <laughs> the thing of like, well, I should look like an Egyptian model, you know? <laughs> and have a million followers, you know, mm. and have businesses that and you like, didn't really? start with your parents' money. <laughs> like, yeah, love you so much. This stupid bitch. Like that kind of yeah. behavior. Oh, yeah, that's... Mm. I often talk, I mean, like we, we kind of grew up in the Jersey shore era. I would say it was probably the big popular one, you know, like it was sort of the in-between of those two, I would say. Mm -hmm. And I always looked at that as like, what the fuck is the future going to look like if everyone's based off of this bullshit? (laughs) Yeah. Well, it's like, what did, what did guys, like, what did we base our personalities off of? Power Rangers, Ninja Turtles, Ghostbusters. X-Men. Jackass. <laughs> Arnold Schwarzenegger. Yeah. yeah. I mean, we, we just got brain damage in ours for the yeah, most part. Yeah. A lot for of sure. hitting each other with shit and stuff like that. Yeah, I feel like girls gravitated towards sex in the city, uh, keeping up with the Kardashians, and then guys, what we use for our personality was just uh, jackass and wrestling. Dude. 
Jackass was a big one, dude. I remember yeah. like pushing friends down crazy hills in fucking oh, dude. wagons when we were like six or seven when that first came out, and it was definitely not good. <laughs> yeah. You were, oh, older, yeah. you were older than six at that point, man. Maybe. I don't know. It felt like I was such a baby. We're in like high, middle, middle school, high school around that age. I remember crashing in a couple of carts. I remember <laughs> some kid going down like a hill into a fucking stream, like with rocks and shit, like just crazy, <laughs> stupid shit. Cause we saw it on TV. That, that started the whole new wave for reckless kids. You and know? Now we wonder why people are buying like 300 cans of Mountain Dew at Walmart during a fucking coronavirus. <laughs> I'm just thankful for the entertainment. I'm going to say, cause viral videos entertain me every morning when I get up and I see some idiot jumping off a roof for you know whatever new thing is the fad well what about that um this is from all my juggalos and juggalettes <laughs> <laughs> oh dude the guy that runs into things no the guy that jumps off things into like light bulbs fuck <laughs> this shit he's a short guy with black hair yeah Dude, yeah, he runs in. Dude, he also has videos of running into the side of his house and stuff he's like for the people <laughs> and he runs into like a ladder and just jumps into it he he, he slowly ramped it up like he oh, started, yeah. he started That's smart. You don't want to go hard on the first one. Cause then where do you go from there? Yeah. Where do you go from there, man? And that, but now it's like, you're stuck. Cause it's like, fuck, what are you going to do now to entertain oh, the people? They've yeah. seen it all. You yeah. Know, I don't know. I mean, you know, Seppuku while getting your dick sucked. There you go. Oh, or pivot good, to an unboxing channel. Who knows? Yeah. Mm. Why not? <laughs> nope. Oh, oh man. This has been great, man. Is um, where can the people uh, catch you? Where what are all the uh, plugs in that? Uh, I animal on Instagram. Uh, I animal like iPhone, but with animal. Uh, Ian Finance on Twitter. Ianfinance.com. Uh, I have merch up. I have t-shirts, uh, buttons. If you guys want to, you know, check that out. Uh, I'll have a Patreon coming up soon. There it is. And the cartoon surviving with Gary and Ian uh, is coming out, and I'm I'm really looking forward to that. So oh, yeah, we are too, man. We are too. We can't wait oh, to yeah. see it, and uh, we'll have links all over the video in the, subscri- the, the description you, below. Um, definitely support his Patreon above all else. This guy's awesome. I've seen him live. When the shit clears, you got to check him out live. Because this guy, he's a killer. He's a killer, dude. I watched you with a tell, and I'm going to say it right here. I'm going to say it. I liked you better. Shut up. Don't fucking tell a tell. Don't you dare tell him. You tell him, dude. You fuck. I know. I know. I'm I'm spitting some shit that's going to offend a lot of people because he's such a legend and he's an amazing guy. But dude, yeah. you just popped that night so well. I have to go watch a young the guy. whole season like, of Insomniac as Pentance now. For I know, I yeah, you know, dude. I, I, know, I appreciate I know. that, man. But I I got to be honest. The only like opening for him, working the cellar what like that oh. has elevated me to a level like because you have to work hard. Dude. So like <laughs> you know, and, and I, I appreciate you that, saying that. That's very kind, but. Fuck you. <laughs> I know, no, I know, I know, no. I, I don't discredit anything no, from but, the God. But that, I mean, we're talking big, about a legend that's going to go I, down in history in stone. I cannot wait to get back on stage and fucking... I mean, that's the thing. Dude, That I, I've i thought in my head like, nine years, wow, you're really in it a long time. And it's like, I'm a fucking nothing. I have dropped mm, in the bucket. Mm. I got so much more time to be a fucking legend, to be fucking whatever oh, to yeah. be huge and i'm excited to go there but i got to keep that in perspective because i'm hanging around people that have been doing comedy for 33 years you know you know mm. longer than i've been alive 25 years oh, yeah. 18 years and it's like damn what a thing to look forward to 
you know? Yeah, man. I mean, yeah. And it's great that you get to like go along. You got, I mean, was that a good tour that you went on with, with the hotel? Oh, incredible. Well, here's the thing. Long one. I mean, not, you know, I mean, I'm sure it's amazing tour, but like, was it a more, a couple dates, like quite a few? Oh yeah. I mean, I've been touring with them since December of 2018. And, oh, shit. Um, you know, we were headed up, uh, we had like 15 dates together from here until like, you know, the next couple months. And, um, I was going to go on tour with him and Jeff Ross for bumping mics. And, yeah. uh, I was going to open cause I've opened for Bert Kreischer before. And I, I was going to go on some dates with him. I just started headlining clubs. Uh, I had a tour coming up. I should have been getting back from Ohio right about now from a weekend with the tell. And, uh, <sighs> you know, we had a bunch of tour dates coming up and fuck mm. that's that yeah the future's well, bright future's bright man we know this yeah we got faith in you that, and we definitely, that's the thing you got when, the talent baby when, <laughs> when all the dust settles it's it's um it's gonna be exciting people are gonna want to go out they're gonna want entertainment they're gonna want to mm-hmm. feel normal again up until the self-quarantine thing uh i was at the cellar all weekend and dude they cut capacity to half separated people through seats everybody was saying how the crowds are better than they've been in like months because everything hit people wanted to be entertained they didn't want to concentrate on the negative they wanted to laugh they were there because they really wanted to be it wasn't like well i guess i'll just go and do this it was like no i'm going here i'm doing this and it was Mm -hmm. fucking beautiful and if that's any indication of what it's going to be when the dust settles it's going to be a fucking hell of a time for comedy I hope so, man. I mean, I think people are definitely going to come out of this appreciating what they're missing. Because, yeah. I mean, again, God knows we're early into this. This could be a month, and, couple months long. Who knows? And I think it's going to really separate some people that are incredibly rusty and can't hop right back into it. And others who can fucking hit the ground running, you know, uh, have been writing, have been working. Uh, mm. And, you know, yeah. there's something to be said. I I, for the past like two years, I've I've been a, a full time like working comic, and I'm fortunate that I I have enough saved that I'm going to be okay for like. I mean, if this lasts like you know six eight months, talk to me then. But I'll be okay for a little bit. But thank God I have that from working, and uh, some people don't have that. And I think mm-hmm. it might have some people drop off. You know, who knows? Mm-hmm. We we don't know. But I think I think when it comes back. People are, are there are going to be some people that just hit the ground running so hard that that's going to elevate them uh, to a different level, hopefully. And I, I'm, I'm going to be at the front of the pack because I got no other fucking option. <laughs> Hell yeah, man. That's the way to be. That's the way yeah. to be. Never give up grinding. Yeah. And uh, yeah, best, just keep... best case scenario, load up that cannon with material <laughs> and you'll be fucking firing on all cylinders. Blasting all over the I don't field. know how cannons work. <laughs> <laughs> oh man we'll figure right, it wa- out watch the first time i go on stage you're gonna be like oh i forget him <laughs> i'm like i don't know that guy i don't know who he is his legs know. are just shaking like a chihuahua i think he pissed himself <laughs> <laughs> oh man no i'm gonna go out and kick everyone in the fucking dick and give dude. them what they deserve a fucking go. good oh, fucking fucking <laughs> i've seen your show you don't gotta tell me ben you gotta go tell me i know how you are all okay. right kicking dicks yes. and taking names dude spread spread the word of the good book of ian 
Hell yeah. You heard it here, people. Ian Finance. Check him out everywhere. And definitely as soon as this shit clears, check him out live. We promise he will not disappoint. You guys Uh, are great, man. Thank you. Dude, you're fucking great, man. And thank you so much for coming on. And uh, we'll have to do this again once the storm clears and we'll do a check-in. Yeah, we'll have have uh, an update episode. Yeah, we'll see if we, we got you rich on Patreon. And also, if you pissed your pants on your comeback tour. We'll see. You know? All right, people. Uh, Thank you, everybody, tuning in at home or if you're watching on the tube. Thank you. And uh, until the next time, hey, that's it. There you go. We're smoking America. America. We're passing America. I'm mapping America. America. I'm second America. America. We're talking America. America. We're blazing America. This is fucking America. We're second America. This has been American Slacker Podcast. You can reach the show by searching American Slacker on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, YouTube, and Reddit. Or send them an email to American Slacker Podcast at gmail.com. You can download and rate American Slacker on iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, Google Play, and all other podcast platforms. Visit the show's website, aspodcast.com, where you will find every episode, official merchandise, and links to their Patreon if you would like to support American Slacker. Give me a minute. Give me a minute. Think about the second set of passing. Man, I gotta go and get it, grab it. Why you gotta go and act a savage? Smoking weed, I gotta feed the habit. Now I'm on some other shit. Things that I gotta go get. Medical all on my slip. You falling like dominoes, bitch. Stuck in my ways, fucking high days, fucking sideways in the driveway. We smoking America, America. We passing them, passing them. I'm mapping America, America. I'm second America, America. We talking America, America. We blazing America. This is fucking America, America. We second America. We second America, America.